Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. 104.7 The Cave, Mike, the intern. This is a groundbreaking day. I'm here with Ned Reynolds. Okay, if you don't know, I tested positive for COVID over the weekend, so my butt's been home all weekend. I'm going to do my show from home, which, thanks to technology, we can do that. But I was kind of scared about how Ned and I were going to do our sports thing. But you know what? I sent him instructions, and right now we are actually going to do this using technology, and Ned figured it out. So congratulations, Ned, on this miracle. It was a miracle in Kansas City, and now it's a miracle in Springfield. Ned Reynolds understands technology. Well, no, no, no. You're taking it too far. I don't understand it. I'm just doing what I'm told. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you followed instructions perfectly, uh, just like our boys in Kansas City last night. Uh, My God, what a game. I mean, um, the the entire weekend for divisional round of playoffs was just unbelievable. And we'll talk about the other games in a minute. Our main focus right now is the Kansas City Chiefs. I think the Bills-Chiefs rivalry is going to be something we're going to see for the next five to ten years. What do you think? When uh, when Patrick Mahomes, after the game was over, dropped everything he was doing and ran over and gave a big hug to Josh Allen, I thought, this is it. This is the start of what's going to be a terrific rivalry. I am going to tell you a little issue that I have, and it isn't with either of the teams, of course. It's with the NFL. I've maintained this all along, and I still maintain that. In the playoffs, only in the playoffs, only in the postseason, when you have an overtime like this, each team should get one chance at the ball. Now, the Chiefs, they scored touchdown, fine. What would Buffalo have done? Give them one shot. If they don't answer, that's the ball game. If they do answer, you play on, and after that, your first score wins. But that's only for the playoffs. In the regular season, they should leave it alone. As far as this game is concerned, reminded me, Mike, very much of the uh, Chiefs and the Los Angeles Rams about, I'm going to say about four years ago, three or four years ago, when the game was moved from Mexico City to the Coliseum in Los Angeles. That was back and forth and back and forth. The Rams won at 54 to 51, you might remember, and yep. the stats were absolutely overwhelming. Well, they were in this one, too. Mahomes, great night, 33 of 44, 378 yards, three touchdowns, Tyree Hill, We'll get to this in just a second, too. Tyreek Hill had a great night. Josh Allen, a lesser number of passes. He didn't use 27 to 37, but of that, he had 329 yards and four TDs, all to the same guy, Gabriel Davis. Utterly incredible football game. One of the reasons the Chiefs were able to win is because while Mahomes and Allen are pretty much standoffs as far as quarterbacking is concerned, they're, they're different in their styles, but each is nothing short of outstanding. The Chiefs have a little bit, not a little bit, a whole lot more speed in their receiving core, and that's what made the difference. Tyreek Hill with that long touchdown run, he had 11 catches on the night for a touchdown. That makes such a big difference. And the reason that the Chiefs were able to go down and score first in that overtime, not because they won the coin toss, of course, but because Buffalo's defense was gassed. They'd been chasing these guys all over the field all night long, and here they have an extra period to get it done. Whoa, Kansas City's Kansas City's lightning speed is really, really tough to match. And you could say the same thing about the Bills, too, and uh, I know I, I agree with you what you said about the uh, Rams game that we had several years ago, because when that happened, I think everyone across the league said that should have been the Super Bowl. Yep, but it wasn't. 
Um, what ended up happening was we went into the same situation with the Patriots and we lost a coin toss and yep. we didn't get a chance to score. So I will be the first to tell you right now, I think that rule is garbage. Even though my team lost last night, the competition is something you want to see and you never want to see a team not have a chance to respond. Whether you win or lose, I texted a Bills friend, a friend of mine last night and I said, you know what? You have nothing to be proud. You have, you'd have be proud of your team. It sucks you guys lost because of a coin toss and that is what happened. I mean, it's the, the officiating I thought was unbelievable. I thought they did exactly what we wanted them to do when we were talking about it last week. They let them play. There wasn't any ticky-tack penalties they let these guys get physical they gave us a game in both sides and i thought that officiating crew did a great job with one exception is that rule of the coin toss and that's not their fault that's the league's rule and i really think they need to take a look at that especially in the playoffs because you're right in the regular season i get it i know why it exists but when you're talking about this is the last chance you're going to have to continue on your season and it comes down to heads or tails especially after the game your team's played it's a heartbreaker and it is. It's a fact. But I have nothing bad to say about the way the Chiefs played last no. night. I have nothing bad to say the way the Bills played last night. Um, did you get any reports as far as in, uh, injuries go? How's Tyron Matthew doing? I, this was a head injury, probably concussion syndrome. But that part of it I don't know. I haven't checked into all the details. And they may not even be forthcoming until later on today or maybe even tomorrow. But the fact is that that rule needs to be addressed by the NFL owners and it's it's just each the team one team gets a chance to respond if they can't respond then they've lost if they do respond then it's the first team to score after that but to, to shut them out because of a coin toss is not right it wasn't right for the Chiefs four years ago it wasn't right for the Bills uh, last night either although I think the Chiefs would have won the game anyway but over and above all that Here's another factor, too, that <laughs> I, I don't think would come to the fore. I hope the Chiefs did not leave it on the field last night. I hope they didn't because they still have the Cincinnati Bengals to play. And while the Bengals are not the Buffalo Bills, they are still a formidable football team. They're a dangerous team. Any team that can let their quarterback get sacked nine times and still win win the game (laughs) yes they are dangerous and i guarantee you just like with the bills game we learned a lot of things in the regular season in that game and they used it last night against buffalo i have a feeling the chiefs will do the same thing against cincinnati when we host them in the afc championship game this coming Sunday for the fourth time in a row. So big congratulations to the Chiefs. That's, I think, the first time that's ever been done. Four consecutive AFC championships hosted at home. I don't believe it's been done before. So that's a that's a huge thing for the team, a huge thing for the kingdom, a huge thing for the organization. And uh, another week for us to stress out about another game against a very tough opponent. <laughs> no question about that. And we will have a Ned talk coming up next week on uh, right, right. Of the game. I think that uh, guessing this anyway will probably be at 12 noon, but we'll wait for the official proclamation on that. Now, I, man, this weekend, uh, divisional round of the playoffs, you had four games, three going into last night's games, all three visiting teams won their game. Two of the number one seats had been knocked out. All of them came down to a field goal at the end. I was very nervous going into that Chiefs-Bills game because I was like, oh, visiting team one. Oh, number one seed gone. Oh, visiting team one. Oh, my God. They were all incredible, incredible games. 
before we start talking about those games individually, the biggest question I think everyone has is, is this Tom Brady's last season? I wouldn't be at all surprised if it is. He he did something in yesterday's game. It really is, it, while it's football related, it was a very first for him out of all the years he's been in the NFL. Now he got a non-sportsmanlike conduct penalty. And I do understand why. He got a late hit up around the face. And the guy's hands came up and hit him right in the face. And he backed off, didn't fall down. Brady turned to the referee, who is Ed Hockley's son, a pretty good official, and said, what? He, he used, I'm sure, some expletives. He what on earth? Then he went face-to-face, or nose guard to face with this referee, and chewed him out and got an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. Well, Brady doesn't normally do that sort of thing. He may be seeing the fact that his career is now perhaps coming to an end. He may he may give it another good try. He said he wanted to play till 50, but he took some pretty good beatings back there yesterday. And he's um, he's got to understand his mortality too. After all, you're playing pro football when you're 44, and next year you'll be 45. That's a long way to go to play at the top level. And you really don't want to tarnish what you've built so far. I know he probably com- competition in his mind is numero uno, and I get it. There is no other way he could have won so many different games and championships had he not been so competitive. But at the same time, you've got to look at it from the standpoint, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? You don't want to be just broken down and not being able to walk. And you want to enjoy some of those accolades that you busted your butt to earn. So we'll see what happens with the Buccaneers going forward. Uh, Do you think uh, Aaron's going to be in Green Bay next year? No, I think you're, my guess is he's going to be in Denver. I think that's where he'll end up. I think he wants to play again. And when they, when the Packers and Rodgers settled on their agreement last year, the agreement was play for us this year and then next year, which is 22-23, actually basically 22, you will have the option to do whatever you want. Denver needs a quarterback bad. They're not a bad football team at all. Aaron Rodgers going in there, very much like a Peyton Manning did several years ago, could do some real big things with that ball club. That is just a guess. have no idea. He may not even want to continue playing. Who, who knows? Who knows what the case might be? It was a heartbreaker in Wisconsin, though, man. I mean, those guys thought they had one hell of a team. They're probably one of the scariest in the NFC, in my opinion. But then here come the San Francisco 49ers. It's negative four. These guys have never played in anything like this. And yeah. Somehow they figure it out. And uh, it's just, you know, any given Sunday is what they say. Even over and above that, too, Mike, is, is the fact that of all the games, of all the games over the weekend, that's the one that surprised me the most. I thought Green Bay, not only the conditions, but they had a better team. And I thought for sure they're going to hold on and win this thing. And the 49ers are just scrappy enough to really give ball clubs a tough time. Garoppolo can play. He has some good component parts to that team. They'll play the Rams again for the third time this year. They're both division rivals, of course. And they play them at SoFi Stadium out in Los Angeles. That will be a hell of a football game. I think probably the Rams win it. And I think for the second straight year, we're about to see the Super Bowl played on the home field of one of the teams competing. And uh, I predicted at the start of the year that it would be the Rams and the Chiefs in the playoffs. We'll see what happens getting ever closer, believe me. (laughs) 
I really, uh, it's going to be a tough, tough matchup against uh, whoever the Chiefs uh, or Bengals face um, in L.A. in the Super Bowl because uh, either the Rams or the 49ers in these last few weeks have come on. But uh, you know what? Going into the this past weekend, everyone was saying that Chiefs-Bills game was the Super Bowl, and they gave them a show. I really believe that, and I agree with that. So. If, if that was a preview and, and what the Super Bowl should look like and they were the two best teams, then I fully agree. And, I, and, and they were last night. They were the two best teams in the competition in last night's game. But styles are different. Formulas are different. Players and coaches adjudicate games in a different way. So it's really kind of tough to say. Last night, how about 28 points in the fourth period alone? Good gracious, you never see that sort of thing. You better have some high-powered uh, players, and both those teams did. But the road continues on. We'll find out what happens. 20-something points in like a minute and a half, dude. I just I don't <laughs> think anyone had ever – I know I had never seen anything like that before in my entire life, and you can ask my wife. I was just on the ground on my knees banging my head against my wood floors and grabbing a drink in my hand and banging my head and going in between the two. But you know what? I went to bed with a smile on my face, so that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, great competition in the NFL over the weekend. Probably one of the best playoff weekends I think I've ever witnessed. And uh, I'm glad I was, even though I've been stuck at home with the uh, Rona, I had something to watch and uh, something to keep me busy, which is a good thing. Um, but there actually was other sports beyond football, believe it or not. There was some uh, basketball played this weekend. Uh, tell me about that. Big, big win for the Missouri State Bears. They played the number 22 team in America. Loyola played them in Chicago. An even match for what's virtually about four-fifths of the game. But for the first, probably, I'm going to guess about eight or nine minutes of the second half, Loyola could not buy a shot. And the Bears could. And the Bears sprinted out to about a 20-point lead. Well, Loyola came back. They're a really good basketball team. Did not did not make the game any closer than eight, or I believe six. Six points was about as close as they could get because the Bears had built up enough of the lead. But Missouri State held on for a 10-point win behind 40-0 points from Isaiah Mosley. This guy is unconscious at the moment. He is playing out of his mind. 40 points. This is, well, he had 24 in his most recent game, and that's because he had to sit out with two fouls. But uh, on the Loyola game, came in, hit everything in sight. Now the Bears are on the roll. They're playing really well. In fact, I think they're playing as well, if not above every ball. In the Missouri Valley Conference, they're a good basketball team play again tomorrow night against Indiana State. Lady Bears, not so fortunate. They fell to Illinois State at the JQH Arena on Saturday afternoon, 52 to 51. That's an awfully tough loss to swallow. The Curry University, the Lady Panthers, the win, beat Southwest Baptist I'm like a drum. While Drury may not be the number one team in America anymore, they're pretty doggone going close to it, and they're going to be a tough out in uh, any kind of playoff competition. Uh, the men did not play. They've had another game COVIDed out, and that streak of terrible misfortune over that college continues because they've had other games coded out later on this week and next this is that this is really a tough way to go for them really really bummer and uh but they're not the only ones uh present company included that are dealing with this stuff right now um last but not least uh are we getting any uh, ground covered between the uh, owners and players in the uh, baseball contract talks 
We're going to find out a little bit later on, maybe today or tomorrow. The players have gotten a new proposal. They're going to present it to the owner. It's unclear as to exactly when that's going to happen. It will be a face-to-face meeting. <laughs> Would you... Why is, why is that any different? Organizations are blocked way. Last meeting they had was on Zoom. That makes no sense at all. But they will this time be meeting face-to-face, and the uh, proposals will be presented. We'll see what happens. Probably nothing, but they're getting to a point now where a decision is going to have to be made, or when baseball shoots itself in the foot, they will have no one else to blame but themselves. Tomorrow, incidentally, is Hall of Fame Day. That's when the newest members who are still on the 10-year eligibility list, newest members will be named, and I think they're probably going to be about two or three of them. Can't wait to find out who they are, Ned. Again, thank you so much for doing this, uh, our uh, experiment and following instructions to a T. You did a phenomenal job, so give yourself a pat on the back. You can teach an old dog (laughs) new tricks. Ned, have a wonderful day, and we will do this again tomorrow, sir.